What's going on, guys? Ian McGadden, the host, one of the co-hosts, for that matter, of the Adventures of Poncho and Sancho. Tonight was something interesting, something different, and something that I said I'd be bringing to you guys as well as the usual shenanigans right here on Adventures of Poncho and Sancho. But before we get to the race report for the E Street Side-by-Side Series, round number three, we gotta shout out the sponsors. Without the help of our sponsors, this podcast could not be a thing. First and foremost, E Street MX Park, your home for motocross and short course in Northern California. When I'm talking short course, I'm talking some of the wildest, most up close and personal side-by-side UTV racing you will ever experience. We race rain or shine, and this last weekend was definitely evidence of it. EastreetMXPark.com, EastreetMXPark on Facebook and Instagram, Dirt Coffee Company, Ditch the designer stuff. Grab a cup of Joe for the average Joe. D-Y-R-T, Dirt Coffee Company. You can find them on the interwebs, Instagram, and Facebook. And last but certainly not least, one of my longest-running friends in the motorsports world started himself a CBD company, and he chose to put his name on this podcast, Sweet Aroma CBD, for all your aches, pains, sleepless nights. And there is so much CBD can do for you. Go ahead and contact Cameron and Jesse over at Sweet Aroma CBD and let them know we got a discount code. That's right. Poncho Sancho 15. Poncho Sancho 15 at Sweet Aroma Nationwide. And you can find them on Instagram at Sweet Aroma Nationwide. And now back to the show. And just like that, we're back. What's going on, guys? So if you don't know me by now, Ian McAdam, the voice of East Street MX Park and one half of the adventures of Poncho and Sancho. And tonight I'm bringing to you guys the race report from round number three of the 2023 East Street MX Park Short Course Series presented by Chico Off-Road Rentals, Rugged Radios, TCS Suspension, Vans Auto Body Accelerated Flooring, Bud Skycam, Davis Motorsports, Myers Construction Services, and Eagle Grit. Before I get going with my notes here, I definitely want to give a big shout out, big thank you to absolutely every single one of you that are going to listen to this, that we're out there braving the weather, braving the rain and the mud. It was insane. I've seen a lot of muddy faces. I've seen a lot of tear-offs get used. And we did our best to provide you the most professional and safest environment, even in circumstances like that. Hence why we had a second driver's meeting to just kind of figure it out. And at that second driver's meeting, we all came to a conclusion that we didn't want to run as much. So we chose to do one heat race and one main event and then just stretch them out a little bit. So I'm definitely glad from an announcer's standpoint that the communication is there and it's, you know, I'm not stuck in the middle of things. So it's amazing. And once again, I could keep rambling on about this, but we're going to get into the meat and two bits of all this in just a moment. But want to give one more big shout out to all the, all the families the friends, the fans, everybody that came out and just enjoyed it, which, I mean, it's round three of this big series and we're all growing together. We're all learning together and it's, it's awesome. So we're, let's get into things, shall we? We took the program and we flipped it around with one thing in mind. We wanted all the little guys, all the 170s, all the JR2s, everybody to have the best race surface we possibly could provide with the situation at hand so we put the big cars first we sent out everybody with big horsepower and big tires 
to try and go knock the slime off the track because if you're like me or anybody that's been around the the sand at East Street and Mex Park for quite some time and I have a lot of history on that riverbed, I know first and foremost when that layer of just sloppy snot gets knocked off, what's hiding underneath, it's like unwrapping a Christmas present. It's so cool. And by the end of the day, the surface was awesome. Well, also just due to the fact that Mother Nature decided to finally go home after being drunk and raining on us in May. April showers bring May. I, I don't know anymore. So we ran 1000 Pro Turbo first. And this was wicked cool just due to the fact that Mason Myers in that 703 Can-Am, the MRC, Kryptonite Products, TCS Suspension, Can-Am, his, he had a little competition. And it was cool. I mean, granted, his competition was debuting a brand new car and was still learning the ups and downs and the ins and outs of said car. But I was super stoked as an announcer to see progression. And that progression was this other car being the number 36 of Buck Hayran, one of our top three in the sportsman class last season. That was super duper cool just simply because Buck goes out, does what he can do with his RS1, and it was awesome, but he wants to go faster and he wants to have more fun. And the more we can pour into the pro turbo class, the more we can pour into the pro classes themselves, the more fun it is for me, the more fun it is for everybody that comes out to watch, and the more fun it is for the kiddos that are, a lot of them are drivers in development and drivers that are learning the ins and outs. They can take notes. So this was super cool to see. And a uh, big shout out to Buck. He did all the fab work on that on that Pro R, and the thing is gorgeous. The cage work is outstanding. The tin work is awesome. Like, it's wicked cool. Buck picked up a new sponsor this season, Injector Dynamics. They're really figuring out how to fine-tune this Pro-R and make it a fire-breathing Polaris machine. And uh, I I expect in due time, you know, when we get people like, I guess his nickname this weekend was Crew Chief Chase, but second place Chase, Chase Hill, if he were to bring the short bus out of the trailer, or, you know, there's other bigger names that have shown up in our Pro Turbo class, things could get really cool. I'm going to say toward the middle to end of summer when, you know, there's off weeks from works, who knows, we might get the judge boys to show up. So let's hope, let's hope that works out. A uh, thousand pro turbo, obviously the 703 Mason Myers brought it home. Buck solid second place run in the main event. He was really, he was showing that he, he could get his feet back underneath him in some time. And, make a solid run at Mason. And I was definitely impressed with that. So big shout out to Mason and Buck for that. And then we get into the Chico Off-Road Rentals Turbo Sportsman class. This is, this class has grown to be something serious and I love it. And once again, as I always do, I got to shout out Chico Off-Road Rentals. These guys put up some money to help grow the turbo class, the turbo sportsman class. They put up $2,500 for the end of season purse. And let's just say the taco has competition, but I'll get to that in a minute. If you know short course, you know, the black number nine thirteen. you know who I'm talking about. So from the get go, Taylor Bradley shows up with his desert car beginning of the year, trades out co-drivers and his co-drivers are way more fun to look at than he is. And it was pretty rad. 
Taylor, he's starting to get a short course setup on that desert car. And I know he borrowed a plethora of parts from Chase Hill last race and really shown what he could do. And it was wicked cool to see him, him and uh, old Taco Kevin Rivera going at it. Unfortunately, Taco was turned into a burrito in the main event. And when I say that, he Taylor, him and Taylor got together, a little contact, and Taco went rolling, 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 and then stopped. He went full turtle, went all four wheels up in the air. So that was uh, a little scary. He's okay. Uh, Carr, he tried to line it back up. He said it was running kind of funny and went, no, I'm just going to pull it in and save it for round four. So shout out to Taco for that one. Uh, another big highlight for this. Super glad to see this guy make a comeback. We saw him, if my memory serves me correctly, at the final round of our inaugural season in 2021 in a desert car racing this class. And that was the number 99. I, I think I tagged him with an appropriate nickname because he doesn't have one. And it just fits. But the Auburn Extreme Power Sports number 99, I'm going to call him the Friendly Ghost. We'll see if that fits because he's here one day, gone the next. It's Wyatt Casper. Wyatt Casper stuck it out in the mud. And like I was saying all day long, the it, it's, it's a topic of conversation in the sportsman classes between desert cars and built short course cars. because Or stock cars for that matter. You have three different kinds of people that show up for your sportsman classes. And... If you're in a desert driver in a rain event like this or track conditions like this, you really can use your expertise dealing with unknown terrain with ridiculous terrain for that matter to overcome. And big shout out to Wyatt Casper for putting his experience to work. Uh, but our champ from last year, he was in the right place at the right time. Uh, unfortunately, Bradley went in the limp mode seems to be, an issue with those razors as of late, but Bradley went into limp mode and he ended up going back to the pits and Hunter Golden was just running consistent. He was there. He took the lead over and he ran away. Meanwhile, Wyatt Casper also stayed consistent, stayed the course, kept his car on all fours, you know, beautiful white and silver graphic graphic wrap on this thing. Auburn extreme power sports, kryptonite products, Dude's got some awesome sponsors for sure. Comes in second. And then big shout out to Garrett Martinez, the 3917. When you hear a number like that, usually the big four-digit numbers are coming from desert cars. And Garrett, he's out there in a Can-Am. It's a desert car. It's obvious. And it looked like he struggled a little bit, but he keeps showing up. And what I tell people in the motocross world, if you keep showing up and you stay consistent, that's how you win championships. So... Shout out to Garrett. Looks like he did a little R&D. The suspension wasn't quite so plush this time. Huge shout out to him for rounding out at the bottom of the podium. And now we get into 1000 Pro. This has definitely been quite the class. The number the the turnout wasn't there this race, but for what we had, it was definitely impressive. Uh should have had four cars. Dominic flipped a coin, decided not to join us. He's saving his car to go back east to go to Crandon. I don't blame him. Don't blame him at all because it would have definitely been a different race if Dominic would have lined up with these guys. But you've got the 227 of Tyler Shade. 
love this kid to death. Him and I have gone back and forth on the podium. And some people are like, whoa. But that just seems to be the dynamic. Great kid, comes from a great family, and he's an awesome driver. There were three kids that I watched graduate, like I said, from our very first E Street Short Course Series race. Or it wasn't even that. It was with a different promoter altogether. Very first race on the short course at E Street. And it was called RS1 Youth at the time. And it was Cole Gamma, Tyler Shade, and Dominic Benitez. Now we're watching Benitez. Benitez got a win, I believe it was last weekend, if not the weekend prior. Great American Short Course in SoCal. He's proven he can run. He went from the youth class directly to pro. Proven he can run with the big boys. And I love seeing that. I love seeing the progression. Tyler Shade did the exact same thing. Cole Gamma did the exact same thing. They skipped sportsmen altogether. And wicked cool. Especially to see Tyler. He got from his number 27, his old full-blown blue RS1. He ended up taking over the reins for the uh, what was the 995 car. For And it was Cole Gamma's. We wish Cole the best as he has now chosen to direct his racing career in a completely different angle. And he's doing road racing. So we wish Cole the best. Great driver. Once again, another great family. I got literally nothing but awesome stuff to say about everybody. So awesome for that. But in this case, when I was watching practice, the I knew the Myers brothers were going to be a force to be reckoned with today in both classes. These two come from an open wheel background running wingless cars. So if you know wingless 360 sprint cars, they don't have the power nine times out of 10 that the wing cars do because you're looking at a carbureted V8 versus an injected V8. But the car handling skill, and I will get to that, later on and i'm going to put a pin in that so i expect you guys to hold me to it about car handling skill we're going to do a whole nother episode on that when i can get brandon back in here but car handling skills and being able to maneuver through slick conditions you take a sprint car and you especially with a wingless car you steer it with the throttle now i just said that correctly you steer the wingless sprint car with the throttle and it sounds like a foreign object, but if you want to see this in action, go watch a Joe Hunt wingless, Joe Hunt Magneto's wingless sprint car tour. And watch real close to how Mason and Cody Myers drive because it echoes through what they do. Watching Cody through the upper S turn, that dude was maneuvering this thing like he was used to turning left, but there's a right hand and then a left hand. So Cody... Rounded, fought for second place completely. Uh, Tyler Shade had the run off the start, and Cody did everything he could to keep with him. Didn't have enough for him. Uh, definitely experimenting with with uh, different setups. Because if you guys saw the Myers Brothers Racing uh, Instagram page, which if you haven't followed that yet, highly recommend it. Uh, he's trying different tire setups. He's doing all sorts of different things. The dude is a mad scientist. And then we saw the return of Wyatt Blevins. I'm going to start calling him the tough guy because he came into this class going, all right, I got this. And he kind of got humbled a little bit. But when we get on the podium, he's just the tough guy, short-winded. So, you know, we'll work on him. We'll work on him. He's got a personality. I know it. So Wyatt Blevins, uh, glad to see him for round three. We missed him in round two. 
dude decided to go vaca- yeah, vacation at grandma's lake house. I mean, I don't blame him. So that was it for thousand pro all my notes there. Uh, youth 1000, uh, basically all the usual suspects showed up for this other than Taryn McCullough. We missed her for sure. Uh, she might be afraid to get that car muddy. We'll figure it out, but definitely big shout out to the, uh, I nicknamed the heat race the domestic disturbance and I watched Jerry Skaggs about fall over just because the little uh, the the puppy love between Bobby Wahlberg and Jordan Skaggs it's so cute I want to throw up but when you look at her and her personality and how she carries herself like she's a miniaturized Beth Dutton so I'm gonna stick to that I'm definitely gonna stick to those nicknames baby Rip you know young Rip and baby Beth because they fit these kids. Bobby, after seeing, and I got to give him a huge shout out, after seeing some footage from uh, the Patterson Ranch folks about practice, Bobby in that RS1, which was easily the greatest thing I've seen him do, is jump from his two-seat car to that, because it's two different drivers. Bobby was chasing after Tyler Shade in practice. Now, wrap your mind around that. Young kid, I think he's all at 12, maybe 13. He might have turned 13 by now. He's about 13, going on 26 if you meet him. And he talked to him, and it's freaking great. Bobby got out in front in the main event and then just ran away. Jordan, Jordan has the car and has the skills to beat Bobby. And that's the weird irony of it. She has the skills and the irony. She doesn't let him win at all and it's so cool to see these kids go knuckle to knuckle with each other and this just in as well bobby wants to run the pro class next race i told him to finish out youth 1000 completely but he wants to run the pro class i think he's got it it'll be interesting to see if he lines up with the 1000 pro guys because i haven't seen the lap times from this last race but i'd be curious to see how far off from shade he is and how far off from Myers he is because those RS1s are rocket ships. And then it looked like she had some mechanical issues, but always good to see Megan Starr out there. The young lady graduated directly from a JR2. Let me tell you something about a JR2. Tube frame baby trophy truck with the extent of a water pump engine or like a quarter midget engine, I guess would be an easier way to say it in a truck body, little baby frame. Like she went from that to an RS1. Huge, huge change. Because that's like riding a pony, you know, one of those old, you know, drop in the quarter pony little rides out that they used to have in front of a grocery store, which by the way, I'm showing my age. Going from that to hopping on a rocket ship and being shot into orbit. So, Definitely want to give Megan Starr all the credit I can. She's adapting rather well to that RS1. That was another RS1 that was a former Gamma car. And those things are well built, well set up. Look for her to be doing some big things here with us, with Great American Short Course, with all the above. Her Instagram, I believe, is something like Star428 or 928. One or the other, just look up Megan Starr. Great family, great kid, lover to death. Now, 
I get into, as the day went on, usually the horsepower numbers go up. The horsepower numbers went down, but ever so slightly in this case. 170 Limited and JR2, 170 Stock as well. i reading my notes and I forgot to write 170 Stock in here. Uh, we saw lots of stuff, definitely lots of, lots of fun stuff, because when you put these two classes on course together, you really can see who the drivers are in the stock class to run with the limited kids. But Tate Schweitzer, new name this year, and that car was was uh, celebrity-driven by Jackson Hood at the first round. Then they brought Tate in for the second round. The kid's on a roll. He's two for two, and it's wicked. Great kid, once again. His dad's funny as heck. His dad was just glad he could go make it to the comedy show later that night, and Tate had a good day. He got the Eagle Grit clean sweep. He ended up taking it. He won his heat and won his main. It was awesome. Tate took it home. Riley Smallwood cannot. I With all these kids, and if you guys have been around and actually been to the races at E Street and seen me with these kids, I love them all to death. But this is the greatest group I've been around, period. Riley struggled a little bit in the first two rounds. She's in a brand new chassis, brand new car. And round three, this was the Riley Smallwood we saw last year. This was the dominating, the dominating sweetheart because she takes her helmet off and she's just the sweetest little girl you'll ever meet. She puts her helmet back on the girl's fierce and she puts the F in fierce. It's awesome. Riley had it for Tate, but where Riley seemed to kind of struggle a little bit when they started lapping the rear of the 170 stock field, Riley had a tough time negotiating her way around lappers, but that's a skill. That's a skill that doesn't just come overnight to be able to maintain speed and find your way around slower cars. So got to give her tons of credit because she had Schweitzer's number. Like she could have gotten in front of him and ran away with it potentially, but we'll see what happens in round four. And then Sharky, Lucas Vincent, ended up building a brand new chassis. He dropped down from the open class and because he's much more competitive in the limited class. I love Sharky to death. It's so funny because when I first seen the car go out, it had a shark fin on the roof when he first showed up at E Street. And I go, oh, oh, the shark, Sharky. I'm giving him a nickname somehow. Well, it turns out that was his nickname. And the kid's hilarious to boot sponsored by his little brother's chicken farm. I read that off and I went, uh, okay. And apparently it's real. His little brother wanted to give me a chicken. And I said, well, if you're going to clean it, you're going to cook it, you're going to pluck it, I'll take a fully cooked chicken from you. And well, he was going to give me a live chicken. And that wouldn't really work too well in an apartment. So 170 stock, that was it for 170 limited. 170 stock had the return of... Definitely the return of an, a rookie that just doesn't drive like one. Actually, two rookies that don't drive like him. Reed Gonzalez, he went 1-1-1, or he went 1-1 in the first two rounds. Little dude's undefeated again. 170 stock winner. Give it to the 443 of Gonzalez. He got out in front, checked out, gone. And then he was even having fun trying to keep up with some of the limited cars. And it was pretty neat seeing that. Because I expect some cool things from him. One of the kids that's out of the TCS suspension stable. Gigantic. And I cannot stress this enough. Shout out to title sponsor for us. 
and a sponsor for umpteen cars that show up every time at East Street MX Park. Marcio Leal, TCS Suspension. The dude's got a heart of gold. And I know Reed's cage on his car is with some of Maddox's old parts. So just re-powder coated. Huge shout out to Marcia, one of those people that just gives more than anybody else could imagine. So love him to death. Thank you, Marcia, for everything you do. And speaking of that, Madeline Leal, Maddox's sister, gets on the podium for the first time. Great to see her up there. And L.A. Sabato, probably the stockest 170 stock car we had. L.A. Sabato, I'll never forget round two seeing her on the podium she gets up there not really understanding what was going on with an ice cream bar in hand and i go here's a trophy and the look on her face was just it was flat adorable loved it to death la ended up rounding at the bottom of the podium and awesome once again love these 170 kids and i got more to talk about because i have one more class of them later quad intermediate expert quad beginner novice holy cow Guys, this was a concept, and I will take a little bit of credit for this. I pitched Jesse because I said, hey, there's a lot of quads up here. This track look, look, looks like it's quad friendly. Do you want to try and get some of them out here and figure out what they think? And the the general synopsis of this, of this, of these two classes, these guys have literally the most fun. It is so rad. Biggest turnout we've had for quad intermediate expert possibly ever, if not in quite some time. And as well as the return of Nathan Harvey, if you guys were there for round one, that was one of the scariest wrecks I have seen probably ever. And when I saw Nate laying there limp, I was, I was scared. Because that dude, one of the coolest guys around, and I, my, my heart hurt. Well, he kind of came to and was able to get up and walk away. And here we are round three, rebuilds his bike and he shows up again. I was like, holy crap. You know, it was awesome to see him and, uh, found his way on the podium. But in the main event, the, these guys had it probably the worst in the heat race out of anybody. Little itty bitty tires, they weren't really, you know, it's not like they were running super duper mud tires. Anybody was, and it just was flat chaos, but it was good racing in the main event, Damon Hodge. And I'm laughing right now and I got to give him a huge shout out. This dude came all the way from Oregon. Yeah. Oregon. I'm laughing because I misspelled Somebody had misspelled his name on my sheet and I misspelled his name and miswrote his number. I mean, to announce your faux pas. And I do apologize, Damon, if you're listening to this. And he messages me, was way cool about it. And I was like, okay, sorry, dude, I'll fix it. Got it handled. Damon Hodge came all the way from Oregon. And he gets the, he gets the whole shot. Relative unknown. I didn't know who he was. It was a name that wasn't familiar. First time at E Street. And he said it won't be his last as long as he can get his truck fixed. He took home the win, an intermediate expert. Nathan Harvey, I was way too excited to see him on the podium in second. And unfortunately, Garrett Gramps, the guy who's used to seeing me on the top, saw me in third. I will definitely put money on right now. 
do not expect to see him on third too much more the rest of the season because Garrett, he's hungry. He likes to be up top. Quad beginner novice, a handful of different names in this and a couple repeats. Kimmy Van Slyke, the whole field in quad beginner novice got beat by a girl. Kimmy Van Slyke, the 124, takes home your win in that. The little guy on the big bike, Spencer Page, one of the youngest quad racers we've got, which, by the way, is Sponsor Spencer. Hashtag, there's something about that. Great kid, great family, awesome dad. You want to sponsor somebody racing quads who's just out there having a blast. He's professional on the podium. He conducts himself well. If I had a, if I had a business and I wanted to sponsor a kid, I'd sponsor Spencer Page, just saying. And Diego Mancera, what can I say about Diego? The big guy on the big bike. This dude muscles around a Raptor 700 on a motocross track. Or on a short course track, I should say. Not even a motocross track. Muscles around a Raptor 700. This is the cool part about quad beginner novice. Because this dude can go out there on relatively a wreck quad a trail quad if you will a sand quad go out there and go be competitive and have a blast so huge shout out to diego we missed you in uh, in awards the dude at his high school prom so hopefully his date was hot and he had a fun time and last but certainly not least the most competitive class we have ever had and i mean that at East Street MX Park for the short course races, 170 open. When I say, I, I, if you read this in print form, when we save the best for last, this is the best for last. And gigantic shout out to the Renuio family, Vito, Ashley, Alex took the thing home. He earned his round two win without a doubt. And I haven't had a chance to... Because I was going to do, and we're still going to do a whole segment about cross-training in motorsports and car control. Car control, vehicle control. Alex, for eight, nine years old, I don't have the sheet in front of me. Ashley, I do apologize as to how old he is. But the driving skill that this kid possesses is so next level, I, I, I don't have words to describe it. It's freaking nuts. I watched this kid get in a wreck, go from the back of the field to win round two. In this case, he got a good start and just left and was able to negotiate his way around a couple slower cars later on. The kid is on rails. He hauls the absolute mail. They, he had to come up to me and get his trophy early so he could leave and go down to Delta Speedway and run a junior sprint. First and foremost, dude, I want your energy because if you can go from running your side-by-side -side to running a junior sprint all in one day, took fourth place home, by the way, at Delta Speedway in a junior sprint. I mean, I that was so epic, so epic. And definitely my hat's off to you, Maddox Leal, the 620. He's my little buddy. He always has been. This may or may not be his last season in 170 Open. I know the uh, dad, I was going to say the TCS suspension guys, they've got a uh, an RS1 that they're working on for him. But Maddox earned this. 
started from the rear of the field because he was having some issues in the in the heat race. Dad called him off. Understandable. Mud is not friendly to race cars. But he goes out, rejoins the field in the main, starts from the rear, and earns, without a shadow of a doubt, earns second place. Which, by the way, Maddox, if you're listening to this, if you read these sponsors again that fast, I'm just going to keep picking on you, buddy. Slow down, relax, because if you're not relaxed, trust me, I'll make a joke and I'll make you relax. And then Braden's story. Braden, tremendous performance from him as well. Had a little bit of bad luck, but he made it all work out. So Braden's story rounds out the bottom of your podium. And that is it for the race report. Next race, I know won't be a swamp, because I'm pretty sure we're done with this. June 17th will be round four. June 17th will be round four for us. And we're still awaiting the confirmation on our light plants needed to potentially make it a night race. That's right, guys. The only short course race in and around Northern California that's going to be done under the lights. So what I would want to see, we had light whips given out to your top three. They were, I can't remember if it was first, second, or third, but inside the top three, for all our classes last year, if you have one of those light whips, set it up on your car, set your lights up, set anything anything and everything up because we're going to have fun and we're going to do it under the lights June 17th. Keep an eye on eStreetMXPark.com, eStreetMXPark on Instagram and Facebook just to make sure because, like I said, we're still waiting on confirmation. And that's it for me, guys. My name's Ian McAdam. Absolute pleasure, as always, to be the voice of eStreetMXPark. And we'll see you at the races.